and welcome to the Comedians Playing Fantasy Premier League podcast with me, John Richardson. And me, Matt Ford. Um, while you've been away, of course, Graham Potter got sacked, Rogers got sacked, Frank Lampard's got back. That was, that was one of the highlights of my trip, the return of Frank Lampard. I couldn't believe it. Uh, it's absolutely insane. It's I'm mad, isn't it? Oh, it's cray-cray. It's absolutely cray-cray. I find it absolutely hilarious. Because it's not like Leeds getting Bielsa back. Do you know what I mean? You could understand that from an emotional yeah. point of view. And I do agree it's not the right decision. But if it were to happen, you'd think, well, that's the best manager they've had for 30 years. Yeah. I What is the Lampard thing? I think he's just... Do you know what it is? I think he's basically Chelsea's best mate, isn't he? Yeah, well, I saw the bit in the press conference where he says, um, well, they asked... Um, and and I think that's you know I think that's important that they asked. I was like, why why do you keep saying that? He's like really keen to point out. I was like, you've you've sent a little email, haven't you, Frank? He's got on his little email and he's been like, I'm I'm, I'm not working. I'm off this weekend. Yeah, I was coming to the game anyway. I think he hangs around a lot. I think he wears his Chelsea tracksuit around, knocks about the ground, see if the groundsman will let him in. I just want to have a yeah. look at the place. If that's all right. Yeah, I know some of the people who work here. Do you need a hand um, doing the lines? I'm yeah, it's cooking. like David Brent going back to, um, uh, not yeah. Dunder Mifflin, Wernham what was it, Wernham Hogg, yeah. And worth, uh, I, I got a tweet, I found out about it because someone tweeted me to say, were you consulted about the appointment of Jesse Marsh? Because there is a rumour um, that the club rang James Corden to ask, um, or certainly Todd Bowley and James Corden talked, and, and that James Corden had a hand in the appointment of Frank Lampard. I mean, of all the people to consult... <laughs> I mean, <laughs> my God. And I say this as one. Don't ask a comedian anything. Just, we are an absolute irrelevance. Everything outside of our sphere, who gives a shit what we think well, about oh, anything? Yeah, but, uh, yeah, no, 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 no. You, you are, you are clueless about no. anything. No, no. I, I would, I would happily be consulted on uh, political matters and offices of state. Um, but yes, beyond that, beyond, beyond comedy, um, bit of music, uh, politics, areas, certain areas of sports, perhaps a, a little um, literature. Yes, I, I would agree that um, maybe fine wine and uh, cheese. <laughs> but apart from those spheres, um, is this is this a new feature coming? Fordy's fine wine tips. Would you like to start? Are you the new Oz Clark? Well, what what? If I asked you now for your number one wine tip, and we'll get say straight away from the list. Yeah, just get a bottle of Chianti Classico. <laughs> Just <laughs> save f***ing about. It's just the best wine there is. Just get a bottle of just get a bottle get of Chianti bo- Classico. Not Chianti, whatever else. Specifically Chianti Classico. It's exceptional. It's palatable. And I'll tell you what else as well is that it doesn't spoil in heat. So Chianti if you're going Classico. abroad, if you go into your all inclusives, um, a lot of them will spoil in, in in severe heat. But Chianti Classico stays good, and it's just it's just mega palatable you know sort of medium not too strong yeah. not too light it, it really is the best red wine there is and um, well there's there's 40s wine to and i tell you what i'll make you this promise i'm going to do that this week i'm going to buy a bottle uh, i'll do it today i'm going to go now i'm going to buy a bottle of Chianti classico i'm going to drink it and i'm going to feed back to you oh, i'm on the so tesco good. website i can read you some of the uh, reviews of tesco Chianti classico um most recent review 17th of december 2022 that's someone stocking up for christmas just check in let's get some nice wine in for christmas let's get something 
Nana are alike, but that we're like. Um, it's an excellent quality and appreciated by everyone I serve it to or gift it to. I buy it particularly when on offer, as it's good to have it in stock, especially good with Italian male, mate, uh, not Italian males. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when Sergio comes around for a right good sesh, we have Chianti Classico. Um, especially good with bolognese and lasagna. I mean, that's a review you could have written. It is. Is it that is you? A... No, it's we not. know you get a Tesco delivery. We've heard it happen. We do. It actually happened during the show this morning. And that's the Tesco Finest Chianti Classico, is it? Uh, Tesco Finest Chianti Classico yeah. DOCG. Yeah. Is that um, what you have? Well, I mean, there are various Chianti Classicos, but that'll be good. Chianti I'll Classico read you the next is... review. Go on. Very rough tipple. One star. <laughs> the next review. Awful. So disappointing. Couldn't believe it's a Chianti Classico. And Tesco Finest decanted it, let it breathe, still undrinkable. Made a risotto with it in the end. Even affected the quality of the risotto. Mm-mm. Wow. Tasted, well, of I course, mean... sulfite-laden, even after uncorking for a few hours. Finest, the entire Finest range is devalued, and the term is seemingly used to promote poor products. Okay, well, maybe don't get that bottle. But yeah. in general, Chianti Classico is In excellent. general. All right, well, that's Fordy's wine tips. Just get a Chianti Classico. Just get a Chianti, um, well, if in doubt. Well, We'll find out next week what to do uh, if if you want white wine, but uh, don't tell us now. Just you you leave that dangling. You know what? I had a very indulgent Easter, John. Went to um, Scotland Three Chianti for a few Classicos days. poured into a giant Kinder egg. I did have some Chianti Classico, <laughs> although I did, I wouldn't call it a scare, but I would say that our old friend Gout just let me know that it's still in the system. Oh, really? A little twinge. I did have some Easter eggs. I ate a Cadbury's. Orange twirl, egg and bar in one sitting. And I have to tell you, I felt appalling for the rest of the day. I felt so bad. What time did you have it? Oh, man, like breakfast time. Oh, my God. Well, we'd stayed in an Airbnb and we had to like get everything out. So I was just like, whatever's in the fridge, I'll eat it. <laughs> yeah, chocolate doesn't keep. Give it here. So give, us them, ch- give them what's-its. You can't take them back. They'll perish. So I grated some truffle cheese. <laughs> onto a bagel and then had a full chocolate just like a full size easter egg like a big one uh what else did i have bananas compte brie truffle cheddar <laughs> oh tomatoes uh, prawn cocktail quavers yeah which just like gorging just you know and then and the gout flared up again did it bloody mm, unfair that mm, that's bloody so just... un- that's bad luck that i think more than anything else mm. So I've just I've just had to clobber it a bit with the meds. Yeah, but I was just like, oh no, I can't be doing this. And I I wouldn't say I'm fat again, but I you, I get on the scales every day, as you know, and the the dial is definitely sort of trickling up. And yeah, I've put but on I've just started exercising again. The problem is I've been exercising loads, but my my intake has also increased with it. Yeah, it's the it's that intake, isn't it? You can't be having a full Easter egg for breakfast every day, but you do love Easter. I do. Uh, you love snooker. And you love the environment. So how did you feel about the Just Stop Oil protesters interrupting proceedings at the Crucible this week? Yeah, I'm fine with it. Absolutely fine with it. I think I think even the guys at Just Stop Oil would probably argue, well, we probably could have done something better there. You know, if you're going to target global events, don't Formula target... One. Well, exa- you know, get your Formula One. Because you stop a Premier League football match, that's news all over the world. You stop the snooker, they hoover the table and the guy in the front row gets his little sandwich out of his Tesco bag and then you carry on in half an hour. I don't think it had the impact they deserve. But in terms of, you know, civil disobedience, I'm fine with it. But it felt like an odd... Surely it has to be like a relevant target, doesn't it? Otherwise you do more harm to the cause. Discuss. 
Well, uh, it depends on whether you think their cause is to bring people on board or not. And I don't think it is. You know, I don't think Al-Qaeda or ISIS are really trying to convince people to convert to Islam. I think they're just trying to cause disobedience. And I think just Apoil are just constantly pushing the agenda of uh, the environmental movement and saying that nothing is safe. And in a fair and just world, you would argue that if climate breakdown does continue, there probably won't be snooker. So nobody is immune from this. You can't say, well, we'll get football, but snooker's all right. I'd, yeah, I'd surely, have a surely the it. only way to stop a climate breakdown is to convince everyone and then the world changes. Alienating people is going to make that breakdown more likely then. Well, no, it's not, because what what do you do in the meantime? Do you just say, well, I don't, I don't want people to miss any snooker, so let's just carry on having polite conversations about it. It doesn't work. We've tried no, no, that, and people don't do anything. I'm afraid, you know, this is... You should be outside the Chinese embassy, not the crucible. If the Chinese embassy are listening. Only, electric car, only new electric cars... Every new car will have to be electric from 2030. You've got the ultra-low emissions zone. There's all sorts of things that we're doing to, to reduce our carbon emissions. Yeah, we're still building coal-fired power stations. I don't agree with that. Well, exactly. Go and protest there. Yeah, they, I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. What's snooker got to do with it? I mean, snooker's played on green bays. What's bays? snooker got to do? Got to do with it. Do you know what I thought... My main thought was, I wonder why they picked orange. Is it because of the sort of Saharan sand? Is that is that what their argument is? Or orange There's is no one of the few colours is not represented on the snooker table. Yeah. So perhaps, I mean, that level of planning that they thought, what colour would have maximum impact? I quite admired that. Yeah, you know what I thought? I thought, I bet he went to private school. That was my first thought. Yeah. I thought, oh God, here we go. Tarquin's here to bark at working class people. And we're all meant to be grateful. Uh, okay. Well, it, uh, public school students will also die in uh, in in the event of complete oh, that climate me, chaos. Look, some of my best friends went to private school, but um, <laughs> I, that was my first thought. Was like, yeah, I, I bet he's not. Uh, you know, because it's just always the way, isn't it? You go, oh, why do you always? Why are there so few working class voices involved in these movements? Discuss. Yeah, I think that. I think that's fair, but I think um, it 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 would be nice to see more. But I think. You know, I, I sort of, I, I'm quite happy that posh people are at least doing something, given yes. that, you know, they have had a very privileged life and background. What they could do is just say, well, f*** it, I'll just get on daddy's chopper and go oh, out God. to Mykonos for a week. Dude, it's and the fact that posh people are saying, I'm going to go and get arrested and get my head kicked in by snooker security. <laughs> Fair get play. kicked in. I've, I did, that's like the one thing I thought. For all, for all the snooker stuff, it would be like, you know, gentle. Those security guys, they came straight in and got him in headlock right. and wrestled him off the table. They did not make about. Good northern men sorting this problem out. Um, but then uh, you get the conversation about, well, you know, security's been too lax at the snooker for a long time. It, you know, I will go up. to the snooker at some point and now I'm going to get a full finger and strip search. <laughs> but these security but guy's going to have his mucky treat on my ooh, behalf. The referee's white gloves covered in all sorts of orange stains. <laughs> yeah. Now I think I've got a six-year-old. I haven't got a pocket that isn't full of powders. And she brings sand back from every beach. I'm going to go through in one of my old coats and forget she's got a sherbet dib-dab in there. They're going to shout, powder, powder. Suddenly I get pulled to the side and absolutely rogered senseless in the name of security. <laughs> Live on I'll... telly. <laughs> yeah. John Richardson this. has been arrested trying to gain entry to the crucible with what was quoted as powder-ridden pockets of filth. I'd like them to keep commenting on it. Richardson being pinned down there and <laughs> he's been forcibly rogered. Well, it will happen at this stage of the tournament. And you know, John's yeah. got that in the way he's uh, really seems to be taking it in good spirits. And you know, there's is a that Ken Doherty? Kind of. Yeah, sort of. 
Do you know what Rick Kendocker say? I found I've been watching it this week in the evenings. The snooker. Murphy's game against um is it C? I don't know how to pronounce it. The young Chinese guy's only twenty. Mm-hmm. Uh, who leads obviously Murphy overnight at the time of recording. I remember this vaguely from when I was doing my GCSEs and A levels. I would find snooker a very relaxing, calming sport to watch. Yes. And I, and I found it so this week. I, I just sprawl out on the settee and I get myself I some dark chocolate and I get uh, under my favourite blanket and I put ointment on my hands <laughs> and I just, <laughs> just lie there prone for my eczema and ah. I just watch it and, and, and all of life. Just slows and calms and soothes. And I feel like, man, I feel like I'm in an infinity pool here. Yeah, it's the whispering commentary, isn't it? It's it's the constant, very low level. Well, he's having a look. Does it go? He's having a look. Oh, no. Someone's phone went off last night and put Murphy off at a crucial point in the frame and he lost that. I know. I was watching that self same moment. He gave him absolute daggers, didn't he? And the commentators kept saying, you know, there's a wonderful crowd here at the Crucible, but you do need to keep your phones off. Yeah, I don't... Gone a bit further. Well, that person's a and and they should be forcibly, you know, in the words of John Richardson, pinned down and forcibly rogered. (laughs) I've been at the Crucible. I've been very lucky to be there a few times. And I will say, they're too generous with it. And I don't know if that's because Mm. of, and I'm not casting aspersions here, but the, uh, the profile of the clientele a certain type of person goes to the snooker for all Barry Hearn's attempts. I'm sure Barry Hearn would love there to be stag do's in there and, you know, fellas singing songs and just like he's done with the darts. But you do, nevertheless, you get a certain carrier bag full of sandwich holding, Macintosh wearing uh, senior person will go to the snooker. And I think there's a sort of latent acceptance of, well, they probably just don't know what silent is. So you will get, it's always a certain type of ringtone in it. It's never like, it's never a modern ringtone or just the classic ring. It's always when it goes off, it's the old, like, they haven't swapped their phone since 1997. We'll probably just let them get away with it. But what they need is similar to how they treated the Just Stop Oil people. If the phone goes off, just descend in from the ceiling, just on ropes, hoik them out the top, just the TAs in the ceiling, Zoop, down, he's gone, out of there. That is such a good idea. Yeah, lift him out. Also, I just think it's like using phones at gigs. You're like, you know what you're doing's wrong, stop it. And that and that may well have cost Murphy his place in the next round, John. Yeah, I, I watched that shot and I, I've i got a lot of sympathy with Sean Murphy. I think he's had a difficult uh, couple of years and um, I think he gets a lot of abuse um, and... But I did think, at what point on the backswing, did he just miss it anyway? It a difficult really? shot, wasn't it? That was the problem. It wasn't a sort of straight black. It was a very difficult part, and it at some pace. Um, and when I say he's had a difficult week, um, he was in the news earlier this year. Um, I don't know if you saw this. Uh, snooker star Sean Murphy fuming after claiming his Terry's chocolate orange was pinched by a seagull. What? That what? story uh, in, the, in the press. Snooker star Sean Murphy was left fuming after claiming a seagull stole his Terry's Chocolate Orange. The world number 11 returned to his hotel, having beaten Victor Sarkis in the first round of the Welsh Open, hoping to celebrate with a well-earned treat. Murphy left the snack on the windowsill of his hotel in Landudno so it would stay cool while he was out. However, was left fuming when he returned to find that the snack had gone missing. The man nicknamed the magician was left with no doubt about what happened and Murphy took to Twitter to vent his anger about the situation. He said, so when I left my hotel room, 
earlier this evening, I placed very carefully a Terry's chocolate orange on the window ledge outside to chill so I could have a few slices with a coffee in bed. I mean, we'll get on to Terry's chocolate orange and coffee before bed. Now, not there now, is it? Hashtag fuming, hashtag seagulls. So... That um, makes you really like him. Like him I, was guy, I, already liked I him. knew that I knew that would get you. Sat there knows, in bed watching telly with a oh. chocolate orange and a coffee. Extra cream all over him. <laughs> having his muggy dreams. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me really like him. I feel a real kinship with Murphy now. He's yeah. the sort of guy I look at and think, me and him could get on. We'd, we'd have a good laugh, me and Murph. Get in um, touch. Hello at cpfpl.com. Murph, if you're out there. Okay, well, he follows me on Twitter. I can set up a rendezvous at a McDonald's of your choice. Let's have a look. Um, let's see if he follows me on Twitter. Oh, this is awkward, isn't it? Uh, magician at Magician147. No, I follow him, but he's not following me back. Oh, orcs. Absolutely orcs. Have you got any like mates who are like that? Have you got any people who you would... I've got a few where, you know, you click on someone's Twitter profile and you think, oh, I'm not going to say anything, but... You must know I follow you, but you don't oh, follow yeah. me. It's a real gesture, isn't it? Oh, it is. It's a power move. I, I and then do you do a spite on follow? Oh, 100%. I think, well, yeah, no, I leave it. Show me the um, mutual respect. I'm not going to bump up your numbers, dick. <laughs> off. Weird sort of power move, that. I can't be doing uh, with it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Time for Hit the Post. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, we've got a lot of emails here, John. I recommended Sam Fender on the last episode. Uh, someone called Sam has been in touch. He says, hi, Matt. I listened to your song recommendation. I thought it was shit. Do better. Best wishes, Sam. <laughs> we shouldn't have even... That, it shouldn't have even got to the point. Where, uh, that's just... What's that guy on about? I think what that is a good... That's a good way of you bracing yourself for the volume of emails about Chianti Classico that we're going to receive this week. I think that's a good start. Fordy's tips. Last week it was Sam Fender. This week it's Chianti Classico. But uh, I haven't listened to any Sam Fender. I will. Should I it's do great. both together? Would you, would you say that uh, Sam Fender pairs well with a Chianti Classico? 100%. Really lovely way to spend an evening. Okay, I shall do that this week. I've got a gig coming up in Milton Keynes, but as soon as that's finished, I'll get on the Chianti Classico and I'll listen to some Sam Fender. Oh, now we do have a bit of controversy here, John. Good, we like it. We welcome it. Nick says, a few weeks ago, I was promised this coveted six music pen. It seems I've oh. now been forgotten, replaced by some shithouser oh. from Worthing who <laughs> suckered you both in with his sub story. I didn't realise this was the X factor. May I propose the only reasonable conclusion to this debacle, a duel to the death with the Worthing whiner broadcast live on the pod and, of course, televised, location to be arranged. As for you both, as a Saints fan, I sincerely hope we drag both Forrest and Leeds down with us. Peace out, f***ers, Nick. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, can, can you split the pen in half? Here's a th- here's a well, thought. I'm holding the, the six music pen now, so it hasn't been decided yet. So how about you open it up, you 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 give the the out, you, you pull the the inky bit out, and you give the the casing to Nick and the inky bit to the Worthing guy. 
Well, I don't think it's a functioning pen anymore, so I think the inky bit might be valueless. Hang on, I'll check the pen now live. Is it a breakdown? Um, Not even a no, functioning it, pen anymore. It does work, and I've got to say, it's a lovely blue. It's an almost turquoise blue. It's not a deep blue that you'd expect from an average Bic. This is a lighter blue. Um, well, if Nick wants the pen, I've got another pen um, that I'm holding. It's a Yorkshire Dales commemorative pen um, with a ram Boring. on it. <laughs> does, does, does the Worthing guy want my Yorkshire Dales pen? You know what I would like? I would like one of those. <laughs> um, I would like something from the Ironbridge Museum in Telford, like um, one of those rubbers. <laughs> You know, just standard stately home gift shop fare. Yeah. Um, I don't have that for you in my office. I've got an LOL surprise present label. I've got a spool of silver thread. Um, What's that for? I don't know. I don't know how it's got in here. Mm. Um, Oh, I've got a Bop It pen. Um, Does that still work? No, that doesn't work. Oh, sometimes I think I need to have a good clear out. I've got a Bop It pen that doesn't work. Um, I love pens. I've got a Leeds United pencil. Do you know what's exciting? I play a little game of roulette. So I've got a uh, I've got a desk tidy on my desk. Of course I have. And I'd say in there is in the region of forty pens. I know for a fact one of those pens is a Trick electric shock pen, but I don't know which. So one day on the podcast, it's very possible I'll reach for a pen to make a note of something you've said, like by Chianti Classico. Yeah. And I'll press the pen. And I will get an electric shock. So I've just picked up this pen now. I'm going to press it. Oh, that's a torch pen. Whoa. It's a torch pen, and it comes from the Deep Mill Diner. Where is that? Deep and you didn't Mill. know that you had that. You didn't know that that was a torch pen. I didn't know it was a torch pen. The Deep Mill Diner is in uh, Missenden near Chesham. When My the God. hell have I been there, and why have I got their pen? I don't know. Oh, there we go. It's Rico's Pens. This is great. I like this. You've got a lot of pens. Oh, I've got a lot of pens, mate. I like God. a pen. It's it's sort of a form of hoarding. I don't like to throw them out because they're made of plastic. So I feel like the greater thing for the environment to do is me just have a desk tidy full of pens I'm never going to use. I've got a pile of um, just like newspapers, books. Oh, man. What on the floor? Just like wadding? Just no, to... just I've got like a chest of drawers and then just on top of that I've got pens and things and then just stuff gets stacked so I can see the playoff final program there. Um, a biography of Liz Truss, um, Oof, which which is the bigger document? <laughs> the Have a Wank annual. Who's written Have a Wank? I think it's like a Viz type thing. Yeah, yeah, it's not from the same author of the uh, biography of Liz Truss. I've no. got two books out this week. Uh, I recommend the Liz Truss one first. Uh, two copies of Homes of Football by Roy Stewart Clark. Stuart Roy Clark. I always get those names mixed up. And lots of copies of Viz and um, a comb. Yeah, some coasters. A um, some pebbles from the beach at Penzance and a pub-scented candle. Pub-scented. Yeah, so it smells like a pub. Okay. So it's a piss and puke. (laughs) Fruities. Those are fruities in Greece. (laughs) You like? (laughs) Now breaking Gary Splash news. Oh no, our investment has plummeted. John from rugby. It's been in touch. Now you're John and you like rugby. Yes. <laughs> Maybe next time we'll get an email from Matt Pies. Um, <laughs> he says, hello, lads. Oh, Matt Exma. He says, I've been catching up with podcasts while walking the dog. Nice. Mm. And uh, he says, I've got an interesting fact about Gary Indiana. 
The famous actor Gary Cooper from High Noon, starred in almost 90 films over four decades, took his name from the town at the suggestion of the director of his first film who was born there. Cooper's birth name was Frank, Frank Cooper. So that's the origin of the name Gary, Gary Cooper. He was named after um, Gary Indiana. He says, I particularly like the way you're gradually talking less about fantasy football in more of comic chat. If you've yes. already uncovered this fact, I've missed it and I apologise. I reckon both Forest and Leeds will stay up this year. That must be an old email or the man is trolling us. Well, do you know what I took from that is that when you said I've been listening to the podcast while walking the dog, do you know what I thought? <laughs> Alibi. Ooh, I thought on. he wants us to read that out so that he can say to his missus, no, no, look, they mentioned it. I go and walk the dog and I listen to the podcast. I don't know what he's up to, what but I'll tell you what, he's up to something. What do you mean? I think he's being too specific. I listened to the podcast while walking the dog on this particular route at 11am. You've just aided and abetted a crime there, Matt Ford. Do you think? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. I hope not. Absolutely. Oh, don't tell me that. That's the last thing I want to do. You're going to jail. I wouldn't do well in uh, jail. Any very specific... Uh, oh, no, God, absolutely not. I th- it's one of my recurring fears is going to jail. I have to think... They wouldn't send me to a normal jail, would they? I'd be one of those people in court saying, you can't send me there, they'll eat me alive. I'd go to one of the sort of wet people prisons, wouldn't I? I don't think they exist, mate. You're going to Belmarsh. Oh, no. Where you will weep. Well, at least it's handy for the city, isn't it? It's good for watching shows and stuff. There's only a few tube stops from Oxford Circus, isn't it? Good point. Good point. A wormwood scrubs? Yeah. Well, I like scrubbing. Where is And Belmarsh? you've got worms. Belmarsh Prison, Western Way, London. New Woolwich Crown Court. Do you know what? I never knew where Belmarsh was. That's Manchester Prison. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, great. Uh, where's, where's Belmarsh? Oh. I had no nice. idea it was out there. I, for some reason, I thought it was outside of London, but it's uh, it's out east, just past Woolwich, and um, it's near. It's just off Western Way, near the Thamesmead Health Centre, and uh, you've got Plumstead Bus Garage, not far from the Mackey D's, actually, down at Plumstead. So uh, get a, have a Big Mac, wandered out of Belmarsh, and uh, we could uh, get your steps in and maybe get on the tr- Ooh, go for a pint at the Birchwood. I don't know if that's where, is that where all the hard bastards go for a drink? One last pint there in a Birchwood. Got Probably. a tin stretch, so I'm making Gary in the Birchwood. Uh, don't yeah. like the phrase stretch. Now, I've had another email here, and it's from mm. Alex. The title is Pleased to a Shout-Out. Now, that might make you think it's a particular type of person, i.e. one yeah. who listens to the show. The opening sentence reads, I don't actually listen to your podcast. Whoa, how does he know the email? But my brother does a lot. And for his 13th birthday the other day, I would really... The other day. So he's already missed it. Anyway, he said, I'd really appreciate it if you could give Tommy Bourne a brief shout out on the podcast. It would make his day. He listens to it religiously. He's heard every episode at least three times by now. He puts it on at night to help him get to sleep. So please give Tommy Bourne a shout out from Alex Bourne, his big brother. Now, firstly, happy birthday, Tommy Bourne. Do you agree, John? Yes, I second that. Um, this Alex Bourne character is the one that troubles me because he's obviously yeah. um, knows that his brother loves this show. I, 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 Alex, did you get your brother anything else? Uh, Tommy, feel free to get in touch. Hello at cpfpl.com. But if we're his only present, how does that make us feel? Yeah, I bet he's emailed off menu. I bet he's emailed parenting hell. Oh, yeah. I like it, though. Good bit of, uh, good bit of siblingship, that. Yeah, fair dues. Um, side note, do you watch Succession? Uh, uh, addendum, no. 
Oh, it's great. You should watch it. That's my other tip for this week. Oh, I know it ends now, don't I? I don't. So why? No well, spoilers. No spoilers. No spoilers. Uh, the word Shut spoilers the f- was trending you, on Twitter don't, this week. Don't, don't, because I've not watched the nearest, nearest episode. The I've not watched episode. the nearest and dearest. Um, right. All right, then. Well, are you enjoying it? I don't watch any of them. I've never seen uh, Breaking Bad. I've never seen The Sopranos. I've never seen Succession. Succession is exceptional. You need to watch it. And it's short series. It's Zippy. Um, Zippy's in it. Ah, (laughs) take over from Logan Roy. I I, 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 I should be the fucking CEO. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It is. It's very good, yeah. It's very very thick of it in its writing. It's, It's very sharp. It's very sharp. That's Grandma's oh. TV reviews. <laughs> it's very sharp. It's, it's very, very satirical. He's <laughs> <laughs> very quick. He's very quick. I admire that Bradley Walsh. He's very quick. The only chase is a quiz, but he makes it a comedy with his quips. Quips. <laughs> oh. Yes, that's all we've got time for this episode. Get in touch with us. Tweet us at ComediansFPL or email us hello at cpfpl.com. And please share, subscribe, review, sign up for extra bonus content at anotherslice.com and leave a five-star review because it helps us get up the charts. Thank you so much. I'll see you next week for the review of Sam Fender's Chianti Classico. Bye. Bye.